too big, too strong. Still got it, look. Fuck you. I've got in the background there. Yeah, I did. Right. Some books there, look. That's it. I was on yes. I was on yesterday with Mike Costello and Mr. Bunce. So I had his book to hand. The Buncey boy. This this is my office. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted to be joined by via Zoom the Cobra himself, Carl Frotch. Too big, too strong. I get a bit of a favoured camera angle on that. It's not looking very big, is it? That? <laughs> didn't really work, did it? Is this going to be mainly audio for people to listen to or are they going to watch this as well? No, they're going to watch this. This is the whole point of this. So oh, okay. They can watch it. I've done a couple of Zooms lately with, for my podcast and it was just audio, but we, we videoed it as well. Just You know my podcast, Brotch on Fighting. We you know, know we're, we're going to talk about that. I was to put that on, on Bunce's, um, you know, Costello and Bunce, they do a podcast. They do a really good podcast. So uh, we went through the Nassim Hamid and um, the Antonio, Marco Antonio Barrera fight in Vegas. I, I went to that fight with my brother and um, a good friend of mine, Jason. <laughs> so we talked through that fight. And I never plugged the podcast once. Well, I didn't even plug his book as well. And I plug it again a lot. Twice now. It's two plugs he's had. Anyway. How are you? First I'm cracking. Huh? I'm all right, mate. I'm good. Pulled my back a little bit doing um, 240 kilo deadlifts a couple of days ago. Get that in. Get that in. Um, but how are you kind of keeping yourself entertained and occupied during, obviously, you've got a busy family life as well, Carl. You've got kids, a mm. wife, etc. So what have you been doing day to day? Day to day, I've been um, out the back of my house. I've got quite a bit of building work on. So I've had, um, finished off a big retaining wall, finished off my man shed. I've been landscaping the um, just boring stuff, really. Not, not much to talk about, but the good thing is I've been outside most days. The weather's been really kind to us in lockdown. So, and because I've got a bit of land at the back of my house, it's, um, it's been decent. It's been, you know, I, I can't complain. We've got a fire pit, a hot tub, massive bounce castle sunken into the ground. So we're having three kids. It's handy that you can get outside. Anyone who's got kids can, can empathise that if you're stuck indoors with children, it don't last long before the scrapping or moaning and whinging and arguing about something. So, yeah, we've been outside most of the time. Obviously, the first week off was homeschooling, which was um, very challenging. I, I don't know, some of that maps and English that Rocco's got, he's only nine. I can't even do it. You have to look up. You have to keep asking Siri what's going on. And uh, he's quite a big help. But getting into the flow of it now, it's weird getting into the, into the flow of just staying at home and doing just bare essentials. You know what I mean? So I've got a call coming in. Someone always tries to ring me when I'm... Yeah, it's got... Let's turn that off to... Sorry about that. So yeah, yeah, we're not being too bad, to be honest. Kiddies are being okay-ish. And um, if we didn't have three kids, let's say we, me and Rachel, if we didn't have our three kiddies, we'd probably be um, going stir crazy now. But because we've got three kids, there's always something to do. Start back school next week or homeschooling. And um, I've noticed Rocco um, needs a bit more time, one-to-one, because his concentration level, maybe because he's a boy and he's, obviously he's got two sisters and both the girls really, really sit there and focus. I think it's just because girls are more mature. I mean, Penelope's only four. She's got a longer concentration span than Rocco, who's nine. 
Natalia's just brilliant. She's a really clever and just gets on with it. Rocco's like, when are we going to hit some golf balls? When are we going to punch the bag? When are we going to play on Fortnite? When are we going to play on Roblox? When are we going to play the guitar? He's not interested in academic stuff. But I make him do it. And it's keeping me busy, mate. Keeping me very busy. Not much else happening, is there? Let's be honest. I train every day. I go for a run or a cycle. I lift some weights. And um, eat healthy. That's about it, really. Your podcast, uh, Frotch on Fighting, is, uh, is going very well by all accounts. So you're enjoying doing that? Yeah, it's a good laugh. Me and Fletcher have known each other for years. So we can just have a chit-chat like you and I can and just flow and relax and there's no pressure. And I think when we're having a chat about boxing, because it flows, it's just, I think it's an easy listen. I'd have a bit of a laugh now and again to wind a few people up. Did that on my last podcast, actually. Yeah, let's, let's come on to that. So obviously, quite notably, which were picked up by everyone, that you made some comments. Uh, I just wanted to know your thought process behind saying that you're kind of happily retired, but if you were to come out of retirement, it would be to fight Joe Calzaghe. Uh, the right dance partner, and I think Calzaghe would be the correct dance partner because I don't, I don't think he's fit and able to take on the Cobra. Uh, but he might be. He might be in the gym now. I just, I just always have a little bit of a dig at Calzaghe, don't I? Maybe unnecessarily so, but I think whenever he's asked a question about Carl Frotch, that's me in the third person, um, then... He's never got anything nice to say. He's never, ever complimentary of the Cobra. So, you know, I only talk about Joe Calzaghe when I'm asked about him, by the way. Because like, I read his reply. Like, that, like I'm asking you. Exactly. Yeah. So he read, I read a reply that he said, it's mad I'm st- that, that I'm still living in Carl's head. Don't flatter yourself. <laughs> You're not living in my head. If I'm asked a question, which I was about, um, from Eddie Hearn on about doing a virtual press conference, then I'll talk about him. Other than that, it's like, Filed away and done. I never think about the geezer. I've uh, got nothing against him, but if you want to talk boxing and talk about Joe Calzaghe and myself, the fight never happened. He vacated the belt. I won the belt, the WBC belt off Pascal, went on and had a fantastic career. It, it ends there. The beef for Calzaghe ends there. But um, if he all of a sudden said, I fancy shutting Carl up, I fancy, I fancy smacking him in the mouth because he's a cheeky flat, which is fair enough. You know, he's within his right to say that. Then I'd fight him. Of course I would. I fancy that. You're actually being serious. If, if that yeah, was but, serious yeah, possibility. But he wouldn't come out of retirement. If he said, I'm definitely going to come out of retirement, I'm big sick of Frotch saying this study about Adam North, I'm going to have a go. Then how could, I, how could I reject the challenge? I can't reject the challenge. It's impossible to. I've been giving him stick for the last few years. But he ain't going to come out of retirement. He's, he's happily retired, as am I. We're both, we're both done. If somebody asks me a question, what do you think of this? I'm going to give an honest answer. That's just what I do. I'm honest. And all the people on Twitter, I was going to say social media, but I don't get it on Instagram. I get nothing but love. Carl underscore Frotch. I think, oh no, it's not. That's, that's my Twitter. So my Instagram is Carl the Cobra Frotch or Carl Cobra Frotch. And um, for some reason, I don't know if you find this, but you get a lot of nice people on Instagram. On Twitter, you just get a lot of idiots. Just get haters. But I, just love, I just love to give them some back. Like, I just give them a little bit of, just, just toss it out there and just wind it in. And um, yeah, I have a bit of a laugh with people on Twitter because there's a lot of idiots on Twitter. Uh, just kind of coming back to what you were saying uh, about Joe. Joe did an interview on TalkSport recently and said 
Uh, it's mad I'm still living in his head after all these years. I think most people know what would have happened. I know what would have happened. I don't take too much notice of what he says. I'm happy with my career. Talking to talk sport, I think that was too Good nice. reply, that was. That was a good reply. I like that. Thought he, thought he, um, that was a good, quite, quite dismissive, which is fair enough. I mean, that, that didn't, that's not going to set the world alight, is it, and get the big, the big fight going. That's not going to make the fight happen. It's fair enough. But I'm not, he's not living inside my head. The only time I talk about him is when I'm asked. If I volunteered information and volunteered to broach the subject of um, Super Joe Kawasaki, then he's living in my head. But I only answer any questions that are asked. And I've got no, I've got no real beef with him. I'm just a little bit cheeky sometimes. But, you know, if you can't handle it, then start, start to grow thicker skin. Get broader shoulders. Because there's nothing personal involved. It's just, I think I'd beat Joe Kawasaki. I think I'd have beat, I thought I'd have beat him when I boxed, when I was boxing. And I think I beat him now. <clears throat> I think 95% of people disagree with that. You know, if you, if you do a poll, who wins Frotch or Kawasaki? I think I come out miserably in the bottom 10%. But uh, <laughs> honestly, it don't matter to me. It don't matter. It is what it is. I think I'd have smashed him. I am talking to um, Eddie Hernlater, and I do want to find out more about these virtual press conferences. What... What is the crack with that? He will tell me, but what, what is that? He wanted to do a virtual press I conference. I think the idea is to match up or to try and get two people chatting away as if they're at a press conference. So it's kind of going to be a bit false and a bit staged and just to, just to see what the verbals would have been like in the, in, in say, if Kawasaki and myself would have actually boxed, how would that press conference have gone? But it's not a realistic interpretation of how it would have gone because we're at different stages of our life now. You know, I was, I was a different person seven, eight years ago when the fight could have happened or even 10 years ago when the fight could have happened. I fought Pascal in 2008. So that would have been 12 years ago when I fought Kalzaga. A totally different person over a decade. So to do, a, to do a virtual press conference, I mean, Eddie Hearn will tell you better what he's planning on doing, but my interpretation of what he's doing would be that he's going to get two fighters that could have made before. It's not for me, Kalzaga. It could be me and Nigel Ben or me and Chris Eubank or Steve Collins or someone. From, from an era that I'd just missed on and just get us chatting away as if we're fighting each other. It's quite interesting, but it wouldn't be as realistic as it would be if, if it was actually happening back in the day because obviously we'd, we're both dif different people. But I just said to him, forget the virtual one, let's get the real one. And that's where it started. I started it, if I'm honest. But Eddie did ask me about doing a press conference with Kalzaga. Have you, been, really. have you been watching Fighting Fit on Sky? Yeah, I had a little look at that. I had a little look at that the other day. I downloaded... Um, I haven't seen Conor Ben having a real go at it. And then I saw Eddie Hearn doing a few press-ups and a few... A few um, dumbbell... Attempting some shoulder presses. Struggling with them ones. Struggling with a few things he was, actually. But yeah, don't need to elaborate any more than that, really. Just get onto Froch on Fighting podcast. And you'll... Um, You'll see what Coogan's trying to dig up here. You'll see what he's up to. I wasn't saying a word. I was just asking if you'd been watching it. That was it. I'll tell you what, I've got a bad back because I, I went along with it and I had obviously three times more weight than what Eddie was lifting. So I've just then followed up with some deadlifts and just pulled my back a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit sore. But other than that, mate, other than the Kawasaki thing that's, you know, a bit of tongue-in-cheek action, a bit of verbal, and... Just being stuck indoors like everybody else is, 
nothing really much happening. It's getting kind of boring have you, now. Have you seen about John Fury? Potentially yeah, I've seen that. Right? I watched your little bit with the, um, what's his name, the other guy? Mickey Theo. The, the weightlifter, yeah. I'd, um, I watched your 13-minute interview or so with him, following up from, yeah. from um, John Fury's little rant, which I thought was quite comical. It's building well, <laughs> if it's going to happen. But um, I think that Theo wants proper boxing match, Queensbury rules, and, and Fury wants to roll around on the cobbles. Gypsy style. Is that bare knuckle or is that, I don't know. Well, I did an interview with John Fury today, actually, and he said that it's going to happen in the ring. So it's not going to happen on the cobbles or whatever. Oh, really? So John Fury said that? John Fury told me today it's going to happen. As soon as kind of we're out of this situation and a date can be arranged, it's going to happen in yeah. the ring. And, and the proceeds... It's going to happen in the ring? In the ring. We've obviously... that The, the idea behind it is to earn money for the NHS. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be good to see them to have a scrap, but the, the, I don't know. Is it safe? They're getting on a bit, aren't they? What six, are they, 60, 50, 50, 55, yeah. 6 and 55, so... Yeah, I don't know what's going to be, rounds-wise, or how it's going to work. It's going to be white-collar. It's going to yeah. be refereeing judges. Sheriff, it'd be quite big, will not it? It'd be quite interesting. It will be quite interesting. I like John Fury. He's, I like the Furies, though. They're just good to watch, good to listen to. And... Um, I don't know. I don't know much about this other geezer, but I know Fury can have a row. Carl, let me ask you, obviously, boxing's up in the air until kind of life is, is being restored and at the moment mm. there's no sign of that. But um, Eddie Hearn kind of toyed with the possibility of if Wilder was to step aside, we could get to see AJ and Fury this year. What, what do you think about that? Do you think that's realistic? AJ and Fury? Yeah, if Wilder was to step aside... It, why would Wilder need to step aside? Because he's exactly, but obviously he's, just an he's, idea he's ready to fight. Because of his rematch with Fury. Yeah. I thought that was all signed and done. It is. We don't expect him to step aside, but I, I suppose Eddie Herman was just talking about the possibility of that fight happening at the end of this year. And the only way it does happen is if Wilder would agree to step aside. But I can't see him personally doing that. Bit pie in the sky, then. Bit of a pointless question. <laughs> Well, no, he's, he's, <laughs> he's not going to step aside. I don't think AJ's going to jump in with Fury in the next fight either. I still think that fight can build a little bit. Uh, I think I think AJ's going to fight Pula if he's mandatory. Is he mandatory for WBR? He's mandatory for the IBF. Pulev's mandatory for the IBF. Okay, yeah. so so that's a decent little fight, right? That people are going to watch. It's going to sell, and it's a bit of a you know a bit of a touch for for AJ as well. You'd think you'd expect that to be an easy, easiest notch work. <sighs> Bring in the bunts and then go for the big guns after that. You know what I mean? Because that's the, the biggest fight out there in world boxing. Certainly, heavyweight boxing has got to be AJ Fury or Fury AJ, whichever way you, you want to bill it. That's a big fight. I don't think it should happen next. We all want to see it next. But I think it's still got time to build. The danger is it don't happen. Probably because Fury might have a couple more than leave it alone boxing. Because he's been talking about it. he's almost had enough. And AJ's at the point now where, I don't know, I think he's at the stage of his career where how long is he going to keep fighting for? You know what I mean? I don't know how much, how much how longer he's got left in the game. 
if you listen to him, he's probably got another five or six years, so it's plenty of time. But I don't know if he's just saying that for the sake of it. Two or three more fights, you might think, you know what? How much more dough do I need to get through this world comfortably? I mean, tough sport boxing, getting punched. Who's, who's got, the number one heavyweight out of the two, in your opinion? What's that? Who's what? Who's number one heavyweight out of Joshua Fury, in your opinion? It's close, isn't it? You can't you can't just jump there and say Fury's number one heavyweight. You can't just say straight away that's it. He's number one because AJ's had some great fights. You know, AJ's AJ's beat everyone the foot in front of him, and he's he's won all the belts. And I know he's not got the WBC, and it'd have been nice to see him fight Deontay Wilder. But you can't just dismiss AJ against Fury because AJ will probably put Fury under pressure that that no one's seemed to have done because. Wilder didn't put AJ under any pressure in that rematch. I don't think he had the ability to start with. And he didn't have the... Maybe it's not fair to say he didn't have the ability, but his boxing ability is not great. And he's not brilliant when he's putting people under pressure until they're hurt. Um, and he, but he hasn't got the size to put the pressure on on um, on AJ or Fury because he's just not big enough. What is he, 15 stone, 15 and a half stone? Um, <clears throat> but AJ... AJ can match, almost match Fury for size, you know, with the weight. I know he's not as tall, but he's getting there. He's got reach and he's big and heavy. So AJ can actually get close to Fury and lean on him and, and make it tough and make it awkward. Although he'd probably opt to try and box and not try and go in there and chin him. And, um, you know, we've seen that Fury is very capable against someone who can box and move and is big and strong because he, he, he just totally messed around and he and totally out kind of, was it class as an outclassing job when he beat Klitschko? Um, certainly the points were one-sided. So Fury's shown that he can do against a big heavyweight. So what he did to Klitschko, you would assume, or you wouldn't be wrong for assuming that he could, you know, potentially do that to AJ. But I don't think AJ would fall into the, into the negative mindset that, that Klitschko was in when Fury kind of ran rings around Klitschko. I don't think that had happened to AJ. So... To answer your question, who's the number one heavyweight? You know, if, if I had to if I had to pick one, I'd probably say I'd probably say Tyson Fury, but only just. And that's just because I think that he's probably a 55-45 favourite. I think it's almost an even money fight. And I'd edge towards Fury just because of the way AJ got dismissed by Ruiz. Because he did get dismissed by him. He got he got beat up in that first Ruiz fight. And that's a bad chink in his armour, that is. Like a real bad one. And the rematch, really, you know, the, the, the avenged rematch doesn't mean anything because of the way the fight went and the, the state that the, um, Ruiz turned up, you know, 20 stone, slow, slob, lazy, and Josh just kept him at range and outboxed him in a, in a boring fight. So I'm not going to read into that too much. I mean, fair play to him. He did the job. I'm not criticising him, but I said the same straight after. It wasn't the kind of fight that makes you think, oh, AJ's back. He's back from a bad loss. He's, bad from a, he's back from a bad beating. And that's the only fight he's had since that bad beating against Ruiz was the rematch. That was totally just like a bit of a non-affair, wasn't it? A bit of a, non, a bit of a non-fight. Nothing happened. Did anything happen in that fight? When AJ was put under pressure, he looked a bit like his feathers were getting ruffled. He looked, he looked like he was fighting on his back foot, a little bit nervous about getting hit. And then he was able to just control the fight with ease because of the lack of 
energy, enthusiasm, ability, whatever. The fact that he was a, quite a lazy, fat slob ruined in his rematch. It was made a lot. It was made easy for um, for AJ. So I've not seen anything in AJ since he got beat up. I think this is what I'm trying to say. Since he got beat by Ruiz, I've not seen anything that told me that he's back to what he used to be when I, when he was beating the likes of Klitschko, you know, and, and looking good against them fighters. Um, I've not seen him yet. Rob McCracken tells me he's looking really good and sparring's going well. But he's having long breaks now in between fights. But I just think the danger is if, if AJ jumps straight in with Fury in the next fight, I think AJ, I think Fury wins that fight. I think Fury's able to outbox and technically is is a bit better and is a bit quicker. He's light on his feet and he throws more punches. I just think Fury wins that on points. But there's not much in it. You know, AJ could go in there and bulldoze him, back him up and uh, smash him to bits, Cobra style. Oh, do you believe that the bo- boxing will return in the summer? I hope so. I hope the kids come back to school soon. Worst ways by September, which means everyone will be up and running and, and kind of getting back to what will be the new normal because things will never go back to being normal again. What we consider to be normal and the earth as it was, um, whether the earth's flat or round or how you perceive it to be. However, the, um, however the world was ran, I don't think it's going to run the same now after this. This lockdown now is going to change so much. There's going to be a lot of small businesses are going to go bankrupt. There's going to be a lot of empty buildings. The economy is going to struggle then. It's going to be rebuilding. And live events, I don't think, are going to be the same. Um, but what was you saying? Bats, boxing back in Yeah, do you believe that it will return in the summer? I hope so. I hope so. But I'm not optimistic that it will come back. If you're saying summer's June, July, August, I don't know. Not so sure because the boxing season has a bit of a break on it in August, end of July, August anyway. Mm. When the kids are off school, boxing's not usually happening, and then it starts back the season in September. So if you're talking May, June, July, I'm not optimistic that it's going to come back by then. I hope I'm wrong. Well, definitely not May, and I think June, the back end of June, again, just listen to Eddie Hearney's, hoping that kind of yeah, end of June, July that kind of time it possibly returns but it's it's still far too early to say mm, I think so because you've got to, you've got to go back you've got to work it back if you're if you're thinking that boxing's going to come back by what middle of July you'd like to see a fight in the middle of July so if you work back 12 weeks from that the, kid, the, the guys have got to be in camp I know they haven't got to be sparring for 12 weeks but they've got to be sparring for 6 to 8 weeks so that's going to take you to like middle of June and at the minute I don't things have got to be pretty much back to normal for the middle of June for training camps to happen because you can't spar with people and try, have training camps with strength and conditioners and, you know, have, see your physio and, and do all the things you need to do to be a top-class boxer, a world-class athlete with social distancing. You know, you can't do it. So how's that going to work? We've got to be back to normal by early June in order for a fight to happen at the earliest, mid to late July. If you work it back. So if you're saying to me or asking me, is it going to be boxing back on July? At the minute, no. How can there be? How are these guys going to spar and train mm. with this? Is it two metres distance? Can't do it. Breaking the rules, aren't they? And they're going to get heavily criticised whilst doing it. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen, mate, to be honest. All right, well, listen, Carl, just finally, what would be your advice to people watching this in our current situation? 
what would be my advice to people watching this in our current situation? What kind of question is that? What are you talking about? What is your advice to people? What do you mean? What's my advice? What is your advice? From the Cobra, what is your advice to people? It's not... It's what not mean, what's my advice? Sure. Advice in what? What do you mean? What, advice on the coronavirus? No, just what, you know, just give people something positive to end on. The Cobra <laughs> says, stay at home. Is that it? Stay at home? More than that, mate. Well, you've got no choice, have you? If you don't, you're breaking the law. You can get outside for one form of exercise every day. You can only go to work if it's absolutely essential. You can't even visit your mother crying out loud or your family. So what's my advice? Do what you're told. Fucking stay indoors. Save the NHS. That's the message, isn't it? That is the message. Absolutely. That was it. That's all we were looking for. Are we all right to go out on a push bike? So I've been doing a bit of cycling. You're on your own, aren't you? Yeah, if you're on your own, yeah. The roads are empty. You ought to do a bit of push biking. Get out there, a bit of running, a bit of cardio. Instead of keep pumping your arm, I ain't got pumping, a bike. Doing your bloody biceps. You're always pumping up, aren't you? <laughs> biceps don't win fights. Sitting there like that, aren't you? Look at them beasts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Eddie Earn anyway. What are you doing with him, mate? Can I have a little interview with Eddie? Yeah, you got any messages I can pass over to him? You don't really ask me much, have you? You've asked me about the Kawasaki thing, which is a bit boring now. You've... What else? What, what have we got for the fans to go on? There's nothing to get excited about. There's no reason for them to click on this interview. Of course there is. As soon as they, they, see, the co- follow up as soon as they see the Cobra's name in there, they're clicking on. To listen to Frotch on Fighting Podcast. Is there any reason they need to come on here? Yeah, I'm trying to divert the traffic over to your your podcast. Yeah. What else have we talked about, really? AJ Fury. That's not going to happen, is it? Who gets that fight? Frank Warren or Eddie Hearn? Co-promotion. I think. Where does it take place? It'd have to be a co-promotion. Where will it take place? That is up for debate. Whoever you know, AJ wants it to take it. place. <laughs> Frank involved, MTK involved, Frank Warren involved, Eddie Hearn involved. Yeah, there's a lot of people to um, sit around the where's, table. Where's it stays there? Where's the big dough at? Saudi, maybe. The big bunts. Is it fair though to go to Saudi? Well, we'd rather see it here, wouldn't we? We'd rather see it in Wembley. Right, would. The biggest fight in British boxing history ever. Domestic, undisputed, unified heavyweight title. It's got to happen on British soil, hasn't it? Surely. We'd like to think so, but money talks, as you know. Mm. Why have you got your cap on the wrong way around? Because if I put it this way, you won't see me, and uh, my hair needs a cut. Your hair looks all right, actually, but my hair needs a cut. I've been looking at barnets lately, you know, I've been doing a lot of vetting on barnets. My, my barnet's hanging in there. It's quite solid. Look at that. It's quite a thick, thick weave, that. Um, but I've been looking at, I've been looking at McCracken's lately. But he's 50 odd, you know. I've been looking at Eddie Hearns. I don't know if Eddie's look like, looks like he's, I don't know. Have you seen that film, American Gangster, with Christian Bale? Have you seen that film? Yeah, he does like a, it's like a work of art what he does with his barnet. He's got a little piece. He's got a little comb over. He's got some stuffy shakes. He said <laughs> he's getting a hair transplant by the end of the year, anyway. So yeah, if he wants one, get one done. If my hair falls out, if my hair goes really far back, starts to lose, it starts to go. I'd be having the implants. Don't worry about that. But I'm 42 now, and I've got quite a, 
got a thick head of air, like like your good self. I think I'd be all right in that department. Oh, it's a thick, it's a thick Barney that is. I think I don't think we're in a danger zone yet. No, we're all right. The, the crown's looking strong. Look, the crown, the crown's. It's plenty there. It's gone grey. There's plenty to work with there. Grey's cool. Grey's cool. The beard's not growing a lot. What do you think to this? Yeah. Is it time to come off? What do you reckon? I don't know. It looks a bit like your brother's beard. Well, that's my inspiration. The renovator. There's loads to talk about at the moment, but we've just kind of run through a few of the talking points over the last week. As we like to do with you, Carl. So what's next then? What's, what's going to happen next? Dylan White who? When's he fighting? Dylan White is due to fight on the 2nd of May, which is now being postponed. I was looking forward to Chisora fighting Usyk. It's yeah. a great fight. That tells the way Usyk is. Fancy Chisora to land a couple of big ones on the chin of Usyk. What you reckon can beat Usyk, yeah? I think he can beat him because he's big and strong. And Usyk ain't a heavyweight, but does he beat him? I'm not so sure. Realistically, Usyk's a very good, good boxer, isn't he? He's very talented, very quick. <clears throat> you know, I'd like to think I'd like to think Chisora catches him, and gets him out of there. That could happen, but I'm not going to pick against him. Yeah, Dylan White's fight's been rescheduled for July the fourth. Originally, July 4th. May the second. Yeah, no way that's going to happen, is it? Dylan White fight in May fourth. No, July 4th. Well, yeah, even July is optimistic as well. So. so it's been put back to July 4th? Correct. All right, okay. Well, maybe then, maybe. But no, that's optimistic. Things have got to go back to normal pretty soon for anything to be happening in um, July, just because of the training camp, as far as I'm aware. As far as I'm out. So what else are you doing then, other than Skyping people and Zooming people? Nothing. Doing interviews? Literally nothing. nothing. Yes, staying at home. Um, doing interviews on Skype and Zoom, etc. And that's so it. are you um, getting the old Bunsen thing? Going to that the mattress. From? What's that? Going to the mattress. Really? Just pulling that out. We're going to have a cashless society soon. Then what are you going to do? That's what this could all be. That's another thing this could all be about as well. Could be. Keeping everyone locked indoors. And it's going to go to digital currency. Eventually it will. It definitely now. And they'll roll out a mandatory vaccine soon. Tell everyone they've got to be injected. Bill Gates. Create a computer virus, didn't he? And sells the firewalls. Makes a lot of money. He's a vaccine man in the gates. I think I've been watching too many YouTube videos. What do you reckon to this 5G? You know this interview now will be banned because I've just mentioned the 5G. What do you reckon to the link with 5G and coronavirus? Is there a link? Have you got an opinion on it? There's a lot of um, stuff out there. David Icke did a big interview with, um, is it Real London? London Real? Can't remember the guy's name. But that got took down sharpish because I was talking about that link. That was an interesting watch. There's a lot of interesting watches out there at the minute with this um, that are potentially related to this virus. A lot of conspiracy theories, and obviously 5G seems to be heading the list of conspiracy theories, but I don't think anyone knows enough information about it to kind of give... No. It's interesting, though, isn't it, when you read all, all the bits and listen to the 
listen to the talk. It's quite an interesting. Uh, was it only interesting because we're stuck indoors, bored to tears? Most probably. You know I mean? Yeah. All right, mate. How much of this um, interview are you going to cut off anyway? I don't know yet. You're going to leave the bit about the American gangster in there, aren't you? I'm leaving. I'm staying in. I'm staying in. I'm leaving everything in there, mate. Just all stay. How long have we been on? I can't believe my kids have left me alone for this Five long. Minutes. That was gold, wasn't it, last week with Bellew? <laughs> Toffees are yeah, not... Yeah, waiting for your kids to come in. Toffees aren't hungry. I love that. <laughs> Starburst. Oh, my back. No, my kids are all right. Rocco's doing some extra maths. And Natalia and Penelope are singing. Can't hear them because they're in the other room. They're in the acoustic soundproof room. Nice, nice. So you don't hear them. Put them in there, lock the doors. Just chuck them some food and water now and again. Every four hours. <laughs> right, listen, thank you very much for your time today, Carl. Appreciate yeah, it. Right. This was really easy. So if you want to do any follow-ups, if you want to do it, send me the ID thing. I'll log into Zoom, baby, and we'll go again. Appreciate that. Like get anything else you want to do, just hit me a message on, on WhatsApp. I'll get in my office and we'll have another little chat. Thank you, if you very get anything much. Off Eddie, if you get anything off Eddie about the Cow's Aggie thing, Eddie calls himself a top promoter. I think he's a top promoter. Can he get Cow's Aggie out of retirement? That's the question. And if you notice, BT Sport jumped on a little bit as well. BT Sport mentioned um, we'd be up for that one if it happens. Everyone is. Do that or not? Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Mm. He's waiting to get in now, so... Oh, is it? On Skype, I think. Um, oh, I'll ask him. It's the, probably one of the first things I'll talk about. So yeah, he'll just be like, "Got bigger things to talk about than that." Has been <laughs> Frotch, Frotch piping up again. Anyway, the the board, the more border, the border I get, the more I pipe up. Oh, I'm going for a little sleep now, a little daytime sleep. Oh, my legs a bit stiff. Well, mate, like right. I said, whenever you need me. I'm here for you. I appreciate your time, Carl. As Next always. time you're on, if you want, I'll give you a little treat. Just stay right there. Guitar. He went, he went home to get it. Have you seen that episode of um, David Brent, Song Time? Yeah, of course, of course I have. I'll give you a little tune. Next time, I'll work on one for you. Work on one for us. It'll be a David. I'll tell you what I'll work on. I'll work on David Brent. It's on his Life on the Road album. Um, yeah. I'm going to just pull up some chords now because Rocco's learning. I'm going to get him going on it. I'm going to do Lady Gypsy. Okay. Lady Gypsy. That's a good Look one. Look forward to that. Love a bit of David Brent. Or Life on the Road. Life on the Road. We can dream about being back on the road, can't we? Whilst we're in lockdown. Pulling our hair out. Well, my hair's not good anyway. We've already talked about that anyway. Right, Coogan. You can go now because I know what what you do with your interview technique. I like it because you sit there and you don't say much and then you just, you pause. It's not about me, is it? It's like just for long moments of time. And the amount of time you pause for, the person person you're interviewing thinks, I've got to say something. (laughs) And then they end up talking and talking and then saying something they regret. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you interview the American gangster. See how it goes. See how it goes with the Hearnster. 
And then if you've got anything you want to chat about later on or tomorrow or next week as a follow-up to anything we've talked about. I don't know where my eyes are. I'm looking down there at you on the screen, but I think I need to adjust this. I don't What's like. Is that, is that better? Anyway, let me know if you want to do a follow-up interview. And we'll yeah. go for it. Carl, thank you very much, and uh, we'll catch up. See you soon. Top man. Have I got to click a button now? Just end the meeting.